With LinkedIn Jobs, we tap into a network of more than a billion professionals to help you find quality professionals quickly and easily for any role you need. Marketing wizards? Found them. Software engineers? Found. That project manager I could never seem to hire? And found. LinkedIn Jobs quickly matches your roles with candidates with the right skills and experience. In fact, 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. Post your first job for free and get started at linkedin.com slash spoken. That's linkedin.com slash spoken. Terms and conditions apply. Hey, everybody. This is your third bonus episode of the week. I don't know what order you're listening to all of these in, but uh, I've already dropped a bonus episode with Becky's sister, Tanya, a bonus episode with her sister, Drew. And this is another interview with her dad, Ron Friedley, and his wife, who's also in the room with Liesl Friedley. Well, this interview was recorded about nine years after the murders. So you already heard an interview with Ron from literally the day after he found out that Becky had been killed. Now, this is years later. At this point, Robert and Christian had already been arrested for the first time. And we hear a little bit different version of Ron and Liesl here. It seems that there's a bit of revisionist history going on. Not so much with the crime, but about Becky and her relationships and Ron's relationship with Becky. Take it for what it's worth, but I just wanted to make sure that you heard what Becky's father and her stepmother had to say 10 years after the murders, after Robert and Christian had been arrested. So this is your final No Frills, No Music bonus episode for this week. This is Ron and Liesl Friedley. Texas Ranger James Holland is a legendary interrogator. They call him the serial killer whisperer. You can't hide those indications, and that's why yesterday I knew that he did it. But now, shocking interrogation tapes reveal how the super cop really operates. And that's why they asked me to come in, because I'm special. From something else, The Marshall Project and Sony Music Entertainment, this is Smokescreen. Just say you're sorry. Listen and follow on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. Today's date is Tuesday, August the 4th, 2015. The time is now 11.35 hours. Um, Detective Harvey, myself, and uh, Senior District Attorney Investigator Ryan Bodmer are in the home of Ron and Liesl uh, Friedley. Um, and we are at the address of Lakehead, Shasta County. Uh, we'll be um, talking to uh, uh, Ron and Liesl about um, the information they received when they learned um, of the uh, of the murder investigation um, involving um, Becky and um, and uh, everyone at the uh, the Pinion Pines residence. So thank you, um, Ron Liesel, for allowing us into your home um, to speak with you about um, uh, the situation. I know it's never an easy thing, but we do appreciate you uh, allowing us the time to come and talk talk to you. Um, what we wanted to do is just have you go back, unfortunately, and, and talk to us and, and explain to us how you received the information, um, the phone call, or, or whatever notification you received um, about the death of your daughter, and then the steps that you and your family had to take to, to come down and actually see what was going on. Okay, I believe it was uh, September 17th, um, and I, 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 I'm guessing here, but I think it was a Monday. And when I received the call Monday morning, we'd gotten up. Uh, we were sleeping in a trailer, 21-foot trailer, in front of the house I was building, this house. And it was about 7 o'clock in the morning. And uh, I answered the phone, uh, cell phone, and um, 
it was Jeff Bumpensero, and he said, hey, Ron, what are you doing? I said, I'm just hanging out. What are you doing? And he's like, well, I, I, uh, I got some bad news. He says, uh, um, Vicky's, uh, Vicky's house burned down. And it, it, I thought, wow, that's really strange. I mean, it was just suddenly, you know, he, he's saying that the, the house is gone. And then he says, uh, and, and I'm kind of worried because uh, Becky's car's here in the driveway. Now, we haven't found any bodies or anything that, that I know of, but um, her car's in the driveway, and I think you, uh, you might need to come down because there's, there's a good possibility something's wrong here. And uh, why well, I, I already knew if, if everyone's car was there and uh, they didn't find them wandering around the place that uh, in all probability that they were dead. So um, at that point I got on the phone and I called uh, uh, Tanya and Drew my two daughters, um, and I told them what I had just heard and that I was going to uh, Palm Desert, and Tanya said she was going, so um, they, her and her fiancé at that time um, got in their car from, and left from uh, Pollock Pines in Sacramento County and drove down there, and we met them. And, uh, um, it's about a, if you, if you drive the speed limit, it's about 11 hours from here down there. Um, I don't remember what time I got there. It was later in the evening and uh, I don't think we even contacted them. It's almost 9 o'clock at night at IHOP. We met Rhonda. She'll remember. And anyway, I think it was the next day that we actually went down to uh, the sheriff's office, uh, Palm Desert Station. It was uh, where, when it was located next to uh, City Hall <laughs> and uh, off of Fred Waring, and I met him there. And uh, they, uh, somebody interviewed my wife, and uh, um, I, 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 I don't recall exactly who the officer was that interviewed me, but um, it was done outside in the parking lot, um, facing uh, east to the where the what I called a duck pond, where the fisher the fishermen yeah. Yeah. statues and stuff. And yeah. uh, he asked me uh, basically uh, what uh, I was doing the day before, and I told him I was up here and working on the house and uh, a gentleman down the street um, by the name of Phil Lewis um, retired was a school teacher at that time and uh, he had come over he used to be in construction and he came over and we had spent Sunday squaring all the walls up and uh, making sure they were you know the right dimensions down the hallway in the front and the back and everything so everything was squared and um, then when you do that, you put the, the sill cap on the top, and that keeps it from changing. And he spent the, the better part of the day with me that day. <laughs> and he left somewhere, I don't recall exactly, but it was around noon or so. And um, then I, I, I had lunch and was hanging out at the, at the trailer. And about probably three o'clock in the afternoon, um, a gentleman who lives down the street 
um, help me out, what's his name? Which one? This, the, the Creepy old dude? Yeah. Nugent. John Nugent. <laughs> no relation to Ted, no, right? No, no relation right. to Ted. Yeah, John Nugent. John Nugent came by. Um, came by and uh, um, we all had a beer together and uh, he was here from like 3 to 4 o'clock in the afternoon and then he left and and uh, that was pretty much and then we go to bed the, early the, because the day, yeah. yeah. We, when it was we dark, we were asleep because I was working. Yeah. And uh, and then, like I said, the next morning on the seventeenth, about uh, a little after seven. Well, it was Monday, so it must have been the eighteenth. Um, I got a call from Jeff Bump and Sarah. Hmm. And within an hour, we were on the road. We, yeah, we were. Probably within an hour. I threw stuff in a bag. Blast. I dumped the dogs off at the neighbors. Said, so let's go. And, and we were gone. Told them, I don't know when I'm going to be back. So about 8 o'clock in the morning, you guys are on the road, right? And I'd say closer to 9. Okay. Right. It was almost closer to 9 p.m. by the time, we, you know, I mean, we stopped for gas. We ate once really quick because I made him. No, and he's asking you yeah, that by 9 o'clock. That morning you were gone. I, I, yeah, we were gone by eight. It, we, were, we were between gone. eight and nine. We were on the road. It didn't take us more than an hour, hour and a half to get the it rest together. Of the, yeah, know, we made phone calls from our cell phone along on the, the way, way down. So when you left here, where did you guys go? Out to I five. Stayed on I five until you 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 get to the two ten fifty seven whatever. Ten and two ten ten done. Yeah. So you drove straight. straight. Right? We just kept going. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But you did meet up with um, was it Tanya? I don't know why I said Rhonda, Rhonda. 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 girlfriend met us that night in the IHOP parking lot in Rancho Mirage. Oh, the one on one on Monterey. Yes. A Monterey and the ten there, right, right there in the uh, Home Depot parking and lot. And later on, we everybody she went home and we stayed at Tito's house. Louis Bologna. Yes, that's right. We stayed we at Bologna's house for a couple days. Yeah, we did. That's right. <clears throat> Do you guys remember, recall, um, getting any update phone calls while you were driving? No. Back no. to nobody uh, called us. Nobody called us again for nothing. So once Jeff Bump and Sarah calls you guys and gives you the news and tells you to come home, show. you're heading on down and no updates. Station. Never right. heard from anybody. Never heard from no one. Nothing about. Well, yeah, we confirmed we found the bodies. Nothing. We never heard from. Never heard from any of them. The first phone call we got from Jeff had to have been at least two months after the fact, maybe six weeks after we came back. I I think I only talked to him once, maybe twice. I know I remember one conversation. Um. But he was initially saying that he thought there was more than the two main people that we're aware of now. That there, there were maybe up to five, I think I remember him saying, involved in this. But didn't, other than me saying, was it Robert? And him saying, yes, he thought so. He never told us anybody else who he thought it might be. Mm -hmm. I mean, this Bo Nash guy, I don't know who that name is. Right. I have no idea. Right. I had no idea about Javier's cousin, whoever that dude was. Yeah. Did none of these names were anything to me. Right. And when you guys got the information from, received the phone call from Jeff Bump and Cyril, you guys were building. You're here and you're in full mode with construction. Um, did you guys have a hard line, or was are you just all just cell, cell phones? All cell. Yeah. All cell. We didn't and get a hard line. And most of the time, 
you had to you had to literally walk up the driveway up the up the front to, to get a signal. You could get a signal. Where it would come through and then the call would drop, so I could answer the phone, but I'd have to hang on and run up there really quick. Right. right. I spent a lot of time in that driveway making phone calls. Yeah. I can even give you the old cell phone number. Oh, you have a different cell phone number now. Yes. Oh, okay. Sure. Why not? <laughs> That'd be the phone number that Jeff called that morning. That was it. it was my, that was my phone. It was your phone? And how did Jeff know to have your cell phone? Um, because when, prior to moving, prior to retiring, when we came up here and um, bought this property, we knew we were going to build here. So, like about six months or so, we actually came up here one time and I got the phone with this area code and then I went everybody I knew down there I told them what my Thanks. phone number was going to be mm -hmm. so they would be able to contact me if yeah. they wanted to. Okay. All right. So straight drive from here to, to Southern California. How long did that take? About 11 hours. 11 hours. Son of a gun. If you, if you speed you could on a good day no traffic you might be able to make it in 10. Ish. But yeah. it's a maniac drop. You still got to drop for, you got to get gas. Yeah, it's and a you maniac gotta, drop. Yeah, that it cost. is. And that grapevine's a nightmare it sometimes. And yeah, it's about, it, real, realistically, it used it's to take about me 10 and, 10 and, and a half when I really did it. Now it takes me 12. Yeah. <laughs> I just can't do it anymore. Yeah. Okay. Can you think of anything else with regard to that mm -hmm. information in the trip? Yeah, no. Um, I just had a couple of questions mm -hmm. just about um, the relationship with, with, uh, with Becky. Um, um, now you guys left Southern California, came here in 05. That's correct. And, um, and you've been here to date. Um, as far as how, with uh, your communication with Becky, would you say that it changed when you came up here or was it, were you still pretty much, uh, you know, I guess keeping regular communication or how would you, how would you d define it? Well, uh, actually, I, I, I would. I would say it was probably, I talked to her as often as I probably would have if I would have been still down down in the desert. I mean, she called occasionally. Um, she talked to Liesl more because, well, her- I answered the phone. That's probably part of it. That, that was it. But she, she called and I, I, I talked to her, you know, she, but it was just basically, hi dad, how you doing? I love you, I miss you, and that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. um, I didn't really discuss boyfriend issues with her, but she did with Liesl. And then Liesl would tell me everything she told her after she got off the phone. Really keep your secrets to you. So I, I mean, I, I knew what was going on. I just didn't hear it from her. Um, but I, I, I'd heard about um, boyfriends and things like that, and. Uh, I, I, had, yeah. I had met Robert only one time, and that was when she um, was it? I had to pick him up because his mother wouldn't let him drive, even though I think he had his permit and was allowed to so many hours a day or something. It doesn't matter. Yeah. But I drove to his house and picked him up and brought him back to our house so they could hang out for a while, and then you had to take him home at a certain time. But, but I didn't even meet him then at that particular time. The only time I met him was at the graduation. That's right. Were they dating at that time? Yes. Yes, she was a year ahead of him, I believe, in high school when they met. They, they were quite a couple for a long time. Was that I the mean, I'd say from age 
16, 17. Late, because Becky was a little older, I think she was 17 and he was 16 when they met. So they had been dating for a period of time then. I'm mean, sure when they went to prom yeah. together. They he did. went yeah. to her prom yeah. with her. Yes, and like I said, up until even May of 06, when his birthday came around, I think that's when there was a few more problems, and he got a gun, and him and his friends were weird, well, the and whole, freaking me out. The whole problem was... And I kept telling him to stay with him. Becky didn't want to have um, sex with him. She was... She wanted to wait. She wanted to wait. She was one of these girls that, you know, I mean... I, I had that discussion. I have three, had three girls, and I mean, I always had the discussion with them. And I, it was kind of a standing rule. I, I tried to convince them that they shouldn't ha have intercourse with somebody until they were at least 17. And that was kind of the agreement. And I believe it that uh, they all they stuck all to it. Yeah. They really did. And I mean, I recall even Tiffany's birthday when she was 17, and her boyfriend came over. We had cake and everything. And, well, Dad, we're leaving. I says, so where are you guys going? She says, Dad, I'm 17. Okay. Oh, no. Right. Oh, okay. You're like, right. at that point, you're thinking, I should have said 18. No. <laughs> I should have said 19. Because, I mean, I don't know. I have a daughter, so that's, I mean, I would be, like, pushing it. <laughs> Did so, I say 18 or 19? They actually, I think, uh, pretty much abide by, uh, yeah. by that. And, and Well, I know when Becky had sex for the first time. It was January of 06. Do the math. And, uh, um... I mean, it wasn't anything that they discussed with me or anything like that, but, um, you know, I know she liked the guy. And, uh, but as far as conversations that I had during, during that year from the time I retired until it was almost, I retired September 15, 2005, and she died September 17, 2006. So, I mean, I talked to her on the phone, cell phone, when she would call or I would, we would call her. And uh, how she enrolled in school, and but it, you know, I, I can't recall all the phone call conversations, but I talked to her a few times, and I wish I would have talked to her longer, but I didn't, because hmm. you 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 always think you know you're gonna yeah, see forever. him again. You're gonna call him again, yeah. I mean, yeah. If I would have known that was gonna be the last phone call, I mean, I can recall the last phone call. You've never gotten off the phone. She, she called and she was talking about those uh, lights that they have for the fire trucks, the strobe lights when they turn them on and it clears the intersection and she thought those were cameras and I'm like, no, 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 Maybe they're, you're not, right. they're not cameras, they're just for the fire trucks with strobe lights. Well, if I got a strobe light, could I make it work? I said, well, you don't want to do that. And, you know, <laughs> things like that. That was kind of the and conversation we had. And house and, you know. And, and, I talked to her, I love you, and, and, well, let me yeah. talk to Liesl, and off they went, you yeah. know, so, yeah. yeah. yeah I, I do remember, though, that was why they broke up the very first time. It because was. Because he wasn't, she didn't want to have sex with him. Yeah, that's exactly and, what and it was. And that's when Sarah came into the picture. Well, I can't he went exactly out. tell you when that. He went out yeah. and was looking for yeah. somebody he could sleep with, and that's who he met Sarah, and that's who he was sleeping with. And then... Then, if I recall the story correctly, what happened was they broke up. And then they got and together again like a month. No, 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 no. So then, after that, then, then she, en she enrolled at College, College of the Desert. Of the Desert. Mm 
And that's when she met um, Javier Garcia Jr. And he was all infatuated with her. And, um, but she wasn't, I guess, with him. But I know they did hang out together. Mm -hmm. And then, I, evidently, Robert heard that they were, she was going out and stuff. And he's like, well, maybe I got a chance again. So he went back and saw her and met her and started, you know, hitting Rekindling on Rekindling the old flame. And, and she's like, well, I'm, I'm not sure or whatever. And, and anyway, I, evidently, they then um, slept together. And Becky was all excited that, you know, I mean... Uh, Things are going great. Yeah. This is January 06. This is January 06. She's got a boyfriend. It's working out. I guess she had sex. The world's shining. And uh, um, then she found out that he was still seeing Sarah. And I don't who, know how she found out. Who um, Robert had met while they were broke up. So he's getting it from both now. He's really happy. Well, at that point, um, she said, screw this. I'm not putting up with this crap. And she packed up and left and went to um, Santa, Clarita. Sa Santa Clarita. And there's a long story. I'll try to make it really, really short. What happened was there was a guy, and I can't tell you his last name. His name is Chuck. Well, Chuck met my ex-wife um, through a neighbor and he fell madly in love with Vicky. Mm -hmm. He was a little older guy, mm -hmm. about 10 years maybe older than I was at the time. And we were broke, divorced, and he just fell in love with Vicky, but Vicky didn't really feel the same way. And so he'd met all the kids and everything. And so then he goes back, he's living in Santa Clarita. So he goes home and every birthday and stuff, he's sending him money and he kept birthday in touch with the kids. He really did. He, he really did. Yeah. And, um, and so what happened was Tiffany, who didn't really feel like getting a job or whatever, and because when she, after she graduated, she, she got married and then got a divorce. And then she came up here and lived with my sister and went to school. And then she went back and lived with Vicky again for a while. And then we'll in talking to Chuck, he's like, well, you can come live here. So boom, she went up there and, and literally lived there for years. Okay. And so Becky Chuck, moved in with them. Chuck is supporting Tiffany. Tiffany. Right. Now Tiffany has a child from some from one guy, then she meets another guy, and she has another child from him, yeah. none of which are husbands. Chuck's paying for all of this. Clothes, right. food. He's everything. an enabler. This yes. is just enabling He's just this taking crap. care of her. Yeah. Well, when Becky and Robert broke up, Becky wanted out of here. She wanted out of the area. So yeah. she went up there and see Chuck paid for Tiffany to go to college, go to right. school. So Becky said, well, I'm gonna go to school. Can I move up there? And Chuck's like, yeah, come on up. So he came up, she went up there and lived at Chuck's house also in Santa Clarita. Well, that pissed off Tiffany. And the, the conversation was, you're, you're taking away money out of my kid's mouth and that, and stuff like they that. They had a big fight. Be because hmm. Chuck only had so much money and, yeah. and now some of it's going to, to, to Becky. Right. So Tiffany hit her. Tiffany beat the crap out of out of 
Becky. You got in a big fight. Yeah. So, a physical yeah. fight. Yeah. We're talking beat the crap out of her. I mean, beat her. So Becky, so went Becky home said, home. forget this crap. So she went back home. And within a month, she was dead. Yes. From the time she left Santa Clarita, she got back. Robert found out she was back there. I, and that's why I think what happened with Sarah, this is speculation on my part. I admit it. But Sarah found out that um, he's, she's back, back and, and Robert's going to be looking, looking for her and mm -hmm. da, da 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 and a month later she was dead. And that's that's kind of the events that weeks. actually took place. I missed some. Could have six weeks, eight weeks, or is it really? Are you really solid on that timeline? Uh, I honestly, I'm got, fairly. So you can call. I mean, I'll find his phone number for you, Chuck. Yes, I'll find his phone number. Right. Chuck will help. But I, yeah, because I remember Ron saying it was only she'd only been home a month. Yeah, I'm and pretty sure it's about a month. Okay. You know, that's, that's maybe a little longer, but we'll find out. Yeah. So she was there approximately six to eight, eight weeks, and then she came back, and it had been about a month, and then she was murdered. Well, she might have been up in Santa right? Clarita. I, I think she was at Santa Clarita longer than that. Longer she than, was, she yes. had a job at Magic Mountain. Yeah. I think she was there almost six months. Six months. She, she had a job was, at Magic Mountain, so we'll pull gone. the uh, Magic Mountain uh, stuff. She was gone quite if a while. If they still have it, which there. they should. I believe they keep that stuff for quite a period of time. Unless but it was no time after like that. she got back that everybody found out she was here and uh, mm -hmm. yeah, it was within she was dead. It was in a month, five weeks after she got back that she was killed. I don't even know if Chuck's still alive. Uh, I've got phone numbers on. Don't worry about it. Did Chuck have any siblings of his own? I don't know if he has siblings. He has no children of his own that I'm aware of. Or children, of. I'm sorry. Did, yes, I, what, none did, that I'm aware of. That was my last I don't sorry. have his last name either. But, last residence for him was place, Newhall, California. And here's a phone number. Under Chuck. Uh, yeah, I, I don't think he was actually having a sexual relationship with Tiffany. No, I don't. I think it was more a father, a stepdaughter. I want to take care of you. He wanted a family of his own. I and think. had he been with Vicky for a while oh, to, to have grown this infatuation? With they the dated for okay. a while. Yeah. Well, I don't know what you call a while. Well, you know. I don't think not. it was that long. I, it was. I, I, I think he he was trying to make it into something more, but. Win the heart a little bit. Yeah, Win the she, heart. She yeah. wasn't going for it. And then I think that the, his way of, you know, sending stuff to the kids was more. I can be there. I can be that person. If he had, well, yeah, he, yeah she, he had he had a way in. Yeah, that's what I meant. Like, and then it may be if she does change her mind, she can exactly. see that I'm a I'm exactly. a solid guy. I'm I'm exactly. trying to do the right thing. That and, kind of attitude, uh, you know. Uh, just uh, yeah, that's it fine. didn't work. But see, the problem was what happened was uh, Tiffany. Um, uh, Tiffany is a user, and uh, she just used that guy. Mm -hmm. And I mean, it, it, just so you understand, um, even, do you know who Yvette is? Name's familiar, yes. Yvette is Vicky's sister. Yes. Lives in Santa Barbara. 
Yes, and then that's Daniela. She, yes. Got and it. I, I, if I'm not mistaken, Daniela they wanted to go live there too, to go to school. For some reason it was in with Chuck. Santa Clarita, yes. But instead, they ended up going up there and buying a house. Okay. And she lived in the house, and then they rented out some of the other rooms to help pay for it. It, it started out that she was going to live at Chuck's house and go to school there. And instead, um, they said, the heck with this, we'll buy a house. So they bought a little house, she had a room, and they rented out the other rooms while she went to school. Mm -hmm. After that, I don't know if they sold it or not. But I mean, it was weird because they were all leaving Santa Barbara and stuff and going up there and going to school. Mm -hmm. How and why, I mean, I don't, I don't know. I yeah. wasn't, I was divorced, so I didn't get all the, the details of the details of, of, of yeah, it. Yeah. But I, I just heard that from the kids. So it, it turned out to be a popular place to go to school as far as college went. Mm -hmm. as far as their family was concerned. So, um, I mean, it sounds weird at first, but, but Tiffany was there for years. Oh, I mean, The years. only reason Tiffany moved out was after the insurance came Exactly, off. when she, because I told you, after they, Vicky died, they, they, they finally, they settled on the house and the insurance company paid, paid them off. And then with whatever, bank account money and stuff that she had, it came out to a considerable amount, well over a hundred thousand oh, for each of them got. So that was Tiffany, Tanya, and Drew, the three of them. And that's when Tiffany went out and bought her own house. But to mm -hmm. this day, I don't think she's still working. I don't, I have no idea how she's supporting herself, but right. it doesn't matter. Um, but Tiffany lived there for years, many, many years. years. Mm. And then, when Becky went up there, that's when the big fight started, and it was all over the money. She thought he was, she was going to tap into the well. She was. Cutting out. She was, and, and Tiffany was feeling the pinch. Mm -hmm. and, and that's when Tiffany beat up Becky. I don't know if you had an opportunity to talk to Becky before she moved back to um, the desert from Santa Clarita. Um, how did she feel about that? Was she, was she apprehensive about going, or was she okay with going, or was it just just she was in auto mode? Do you know? Or was it just? I remember talking to her about it, saying that she was going to move up there with Chuck, and I thought it was a good idea because he was always good to the kids. None of them ever gave me the impression that this isn't a man that they shouldn't be around, you know? Right. And. Um, no, he was always good to those kids, and I thought it'd be great for her to get an education. We never could provide yeah. her with a college education, and mm -hmm. yeah, baby, go. If this yeah. is, Grab I think she had an ulterior motive for leaving, now that I know. Mm -hmm. I think she wanted out and away from him. Mm -hmm. And after Which the is... second breakup. Yeah, we found that information out afterwards. You know? Okay, that's what we were gonna, I was going to ask. Uh, yeah, I think it was more... Yeah, she's, I'm moving here. She just told me this is why I'm doing it. This is, and then when she told me she moved back with Vicky, all she implied was, yeah, there was a fight and it wasn't working out. She never said how really bad it was until later. And um, I'm moving back and then, we, what, maybe a month later or so she called. I'm enrolled in school. I quit smoking and I didn't gain weight. <laughs> Good girl. Yeah, a lot of the stuff that we found out too is like it was all after um, the fact. Yeah, and, and in talking to Linda, which is also Vicky's sister, um, and um, Linda was telling me about how 
Tiffany had beat her up. And then she'd also said, and that wasn't the only time she said that she had actually um, beat her up one other time. And uh, um, her and her husband had to kind of step in there and stop the fight. And, you know, the Tiffany has some, some problems with that, you know. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, we didn't, she didn't call us up and tell us that kind of stuff. There's a lot of that we found out after, after she died. It seems like Becky, uh, she she really knew how to find her way, though. I mean, she was she was seems like she was kind of independent. She was right? very independent. Yeah. She, she was, was smart. Fine. She was very very smart. I mean, Nothing she would scared her. She didn't have that. I remember when the kids would sit around doing homework. I mean, Tanya's the oldest, and and then Drew's two years younger than her, and then Becky is almost uh, what another two. Yeah two years younger than her, and Becky was doing their homework for them, for the other two. Yeah. No, for money. <laughs> I mean, she 82, was, 85, she 87 was when they were born. extremely so. smart, and um, she, there was nothing that girl couldn't have done. I mean, she could have been She had a lot she of wanted. ambition. She could have been anything she wanted. It seemed like wherever she went, she was able to get a job. Oh, mm -hmm. very friendly, always had People the, loved her. That she, was, she was just yeah, a she, really... I mean, people always say that about their their, their, well, their kids. All that everybody loved them. She was just great, but she was. I mean, this she really she was. was. She was very outgoing. She mm -hmm. got along with people. people she was. Just, she was more outgoing than the other two. Yeah, girls, the other two are not now. like that at all. They're more like me. They're just, you know, I got to get to know you before I really yeah. like you, you know. But not Becky, man. She yeah. didn't matter. She never if you met were, anybody. You were nice to me. Let's go party. You know, she was just a fun kid. Yeah. It's, it's a, it has probably nothing to do with anything. Just a side note. I know she, Becky drove a, that square car. Scion. Okay. What the reason that was, that was Drew's Drew car. bought that car. Okay. And then Drew went in the service. And um, she didn't have really any place to put it. So she said, well, I'll tell you what, why don't you make the payments and you can drive the car. So that's why Becky, Becky was, was driving, driving that car. That car. It's a good yeah, belonged to Drew, yeah. and she was making but the payments. But she kept for up the payments. Yes, yes. and the she insurance was, and all that good yes. stuff. Yes, she was making so the payments. She gave her responsibility. She kept it. That's what my dad did. So, and <laughs> it was good for Drew. Well, it service. was good for you know. Now yeah. Becky had a more reliable car with good gas mileage. It was working out all over the place. Yeah, especially going up and down that hill. Yes, up in Pinion. It's the same as me driving to town. Oh. Uh, it's about scary. Yeah. Is there anything else you can think of as far as timeline or, or anything historical that you can think of? Okay, we can always do follow-up if you guys don't mind. No, no you can ask so. us anything you want, anytime okay. you want. All right. Did she talk to you at all about any types of boyfriends that she may have had for a short period of time in Santa Clarita? No. No? Okay. No, no. Any boys she may have met I don't or think so. Like no, that. that was right after the last big breakup, and she was really because I remember she called me crying that day. We broke up again, and yeah, and because she's back or whatever the the, she, the verbatim uh, Sarah, comment was, Sarah. I knew who she was referring to. We'd had conversations about her before. I just never knew her name. Yeah, I just know it was her. You know that goes back. That you know, and so it's we the other still, girl in Robert's life, right? And yeah. we're still referring to the same one, and yeah. yeah so I and I and then. Couldn't have been more than a few weeks after that that she told me she was going to live at Chuck's house. Yeah. And 
You guys had some intimate conversations, it sounds like, really. And she told me everything. That was her, was it safe to say that that would be her, her first love? Yes. Oh, absolutely. Oh, we've already had this conversation. Absolutely. Yes. She'd never had sex with anybody. Oh, was, no. Was she first. was, that was it. That was her first love from high school. Mm -hmm. I remember her telling me about him when they first met. And he's a year younger, and I'll be out of school for a year, and he's still in it. And do you think that'll cause problems for our relationship? And well, I'm thinking pretty big terms here, honey. It's only high school. Mm -hmm. But yeah, she was very worried that once she was out into the world and he was still stuck in high school, that that, that yeah. cultural difference could be a problem. Yeah, oh yeah, it is. You know, now I'm out on my own and you're still stuck in like a kid in school. And so, but yeah. it, it seemed to go fine. It, it, it seemed to go great for forever. Till Sarah. Yeah. Well, until she wouldn't sleep with him. Yeah. Because she did ask me about that too. I said, if you don't want to, don't do it. Don't do if it. If you're no, uncomfortable, don't don't, don't let him woo you. This is on your terms. And so tell him no. What if he breaks up with me? Well, then now you found out what kind of guy he is. Mm -hmm. So yeah, it'll hurt, but it'll hurt less now than it will later. Mm -hmm. Kind of thing, you know. That sounds like good advice. Mm -hmm. Be honest with you. Yeah. Uh, Becky told me everything. And then she told me. Yeah. <laughs> it's okay. I have a backup question. Um, when you guys left, what kind of vehicle did you guys drive? The, <laughs> that old here? truck. Yeah, when you left from here to come down to uh, Southern California. It was the uh, a 2001 Chevy 1500 Silverado. Oh, wow. Would you like to know its location? With her friend. <laughs> My girlfriend owns that truck. <laughs> oh, that's right. That is the truck. <laughs> that's right. And it's got, you know, but infinite lift amount of miles, but it's still rolling. Well, yeah, the lift has been taken out, and yeah. it doesn't, there's a few dings in it now. Well, I did one, he did one. Yeah. That's a three Truck's not a truck right? without its first no, ding. It 1,500. Oh, 1,500. Yeah, yeah. it's a smaller one. Okay, the or the bed, the, the bed scratch. half, half yeah. times. <laughs> no, I had to learn how to drive a trailer without any instruction. Yeah. It was my truck, or a pearl white. How do I escalate? <laughs> nope, we're digging my truck. Yeah. There you go. I hear you. I can do that. Based else. on what we've talked about, is there anything that you guys want to add or, or touch on or anything like that? Okay. Right. okay. We do appreciate your time. And uh, like I said, if it's okay, we'll, we'll, uh, we'll grab a little bit of your... Uh, <laughs> Of your of your spit <laughs> for, oh, the, the for, the, for the swab. Sure. <laughs> sure. We don't have to do that right now. We don't have to do that right this way. Wait a minute. Oh, absolutely. You brush your teeth. Yeah, but no, we that's that's one of those things. That's what we were talking about. Just making sure that everything, every T is crossed, every dies, uh, every I is dotted. Okay. Well, then we're gonna yeah go ahead and go off record. And ending time right now is twelve oh two hours. Say goodbye to the dish and hello to Skystream, the new way to get Sky over Wi-Fi. So you can get unmissable Sky shows like The Last of Us and Succession, as well as Netflix and Discovery Plus, and loads more, all in one subscription for £26 a month. Oh, and next day delivery with no upfront fee. Skystream, TV simplified. Head to sky.com. Requires Skystream and broadband minimum speed, 10 megabits per second, 18-month minimum term. Cut-off times apply for next day delivery. Excludes bank holiday. 18 plus, terms apply.